0: on today's episode we are going to take a look at two growth stocks that are booming with the current market right now to see is it time to buy for each stock we're going to do a quick introduction we're going to look at their earnings we're going to look at some historical numbers and we're going to also look at their future growth and valuations to see is it a buy for me right now like always if you're new to the channel make sure to subscribe and don't forget to hit the like button it helps the channel out so much remember none of this should be taken as advice as i am not a professional and let me know in the comments what are some of your favorite growth stocks right now and while you're down there don't forget to join the discord channel it's free to anybody that wants to join and make sure to click that Weebo link if you sign up and follow that link we both could get a free stock sometimes maybe even two stocks so make sure to follow that link and get the instructions All right. So the first company we're going to take a look at is Twilio. This is ticker TWLO. They just reported earnings today. Stock price right now is $296 after hours. They're down about 1.5%. Their market cap right now is about $44.7 billion. This is actually not counting that drop, but with a 1% drop, it's not going to move that much from there. Year-to-date returns for Twilio right now are about 192%. So congratulations to all the longs that are holding. And it's actually down about 11-12% from its all-time high of the year. So quick information of what Twilio does. So they pretty much create APIs to allow communications for companies to talk with their customers in different channels. Um, for example, they can do voice, text, chat, video, email, and other applications like WhatsApp and other i think facebook chat as well so a perfect example is let's say when you order something from a store and you instantly get a text message hey your order has been has processed your order has been shipped this type of applications not everyone uses twilio but that's exactly what they do a few things about twilio recently they did acquire a company called segment and this was actually an all-stock deal which i think was a pretty smart move for them the reason I think it was a smart move is there has been a nice increase in their valuations. We see a, a hundred, over 200% increase at its all-time highs. So it did an all-stock deal, and they bought this company called Segment, and this is a company that does customer data platform. And many people might be like, well, "What's the point of them having this customer um, this customer data platform?" How are they gaining and how is it helping twillow those are the questions one should ask when an acquisition happens the data platform right kind of collects information about the consumer and actually with all this data that they're doing can help twillow tell their customers hey this is what your customers like to react this is how they like to react they like to communicate via text they like to communicate via email they like to communicate during these times of the hour so now with that type of data that twilio has they can help now the businesses that use Twilio will have a lot more information on their customers which i think is actually a pretty smart move For twillow to do this acquisition not only is an acquisition that makes sense it was an acquisition that was done with no cash involved so let's take a look at their most recent quarter this is third quarter of 2020 and like i mentioned it ended today so for quarter three they had non-gap earnings per share of about four cents so it is profitable in the non-gap terms um, and this did beat by about eight cents gap earnings per share are negative 79 cents so if we take a look at gap numbers they are not profitable and this missed by about six cents revenue for the quarter was 448 million dollars this is up 50 percent 52 almost 52 percent compared to same time last year and it beat expectation by about 40 million gross margins were 55 million and this beat um this was a little bit lower compared to the overall consensus which was around 56 percent at the end of this quarter they ended with two hundred and eight thousand customers this is it's growing dramatically we're going to see uh, in a bit how how that growth is coming they also give guidance for the upcoming quarter they expect total revenue to be about 450 million to 455 this is uh, unfortunately it seems like a very small jump compared to this quarter but this is going to be 37 percent gain compared to same time last year in the non gap they are still expected to be a loss. They're expecting earnings per share to be somewhere around negative 11 cents to negative 8 cents on a non gap earnings. So this is, uh, even though this gap, this quarter they work at non gap prof- non-gap profitable. Next earnings, they're expected not to be non gap profitable. And this guidance is actually a little bit weaker than what was expected by the overall analysts. Analysts were expecting earnings per share for the upcoming quarters to be negative 4 cents. So now let's take a look at this just this revenue growth over the past quarters for Twillow. So it is pretty impressive how every quarter is gone a lot stronger than the quarter before. So it is to me it one of the red flags is this upcoming quarter, this upcoming quarter will only be somewhere between 450 and 455. So there's not going to be much of a, a, a big change, right? We can see it right here where I'm going to be pointing this right. So there was a huge, there's been huge increases over the past quarters, but with the new guidance, it'll, it'll be pretty much almost a flat line compared to the previous quarter. So that's something investors should definitely keep an eye on. Another thing I just want to mention that they, that they talked about in their most recent earnings where this quarter they did do a class A offering. So one thing we're going to see is they do a lot of dilution in the past few years. They did uh, at a stock price of $247. That's actually pretty cheap compared to where the stock is right now. Right right now it's sitting at $298. Um, and this was to raise about $1.4 billion. Um, so they, were, they wanted to increase their overall cash position. So let's take a quick look at the company's income statement. So we can see revenue it has increased dramatically compared to the same time last year, right? In same time last year, they made about $300 million in revenue. This year, they made four hundred and fifty, million. So an increase of about $150 million. And the reason we can see, right, they still have loss from operations that we're looking at right here, but their losses hasn't increased that much. So even though revenue increased by 150 million, losses only increased by about 19 million. So eventually what's going to happen is they're going to grow their revenues enough to really offset this loss. And it seems like they're kind of getting to that point if their loss from operations is not increasing dramatically. Another thing is, like I mentioned, they are increasing. They are doing strong dilution numbers. Same time last year, they had about 136 million shares. Now they're sitting at 147 million shares. So that's not something I like to see and something I just wanted to point out. Next, let's take a quick look at their balance sheet. As of assets, Quick Cash right now is about $3.3 billion if we add cash and cash equivalents, plus that short-term market you know, marketable securities this is compared to about 1.8 billion dollars that they had a year ago so we see a nice increase of cash almost almost uh what is that about 1.5 billion dollars of quick cash total assets increased by about 1.6 billion dollars compared to the beginning of the year so we can see most of that actually came from that quick cash if we take a look at their total liabilities total liabilities only increased by hundred million dollars so we're seeing a big increase in cash, about 1.6 billion dollars in total assets increase, but only 100 million dollars in in liabilities. That's definitely a great thing. This um, this company right now has a very very strong balance sheet. It has probably it definitely has enough cash, just cash and cash equivalents, to pay off any debt, to pretty much pay off its total liabilities. So it has a very strong It has a very strong balance sheet if i may say but we are seeing that this huge increase in cash was mainly due to that that dilution that we saw about 1.4 billion dollars next i just want to take a quick look at their cash flow from operations we can see here net cash flow provided by operating activities has increased a little bit compared to the same time last year so we're seeing growth there again it's not it's not bad right for a company to raise a company can raise cash in multiple ways it can raise via debt or via new equity. They decide to go the new equity way. The new equity way is definitely smart, especially right now that um, their stock prices are, are at crazy levels. So it's not necessarily a negative thing, but it's just something one should understand is happening. Right. So this company does get a lot of net cash from financing activities, and that usually comes from public offerings. So next we can see Twilio is expected to be a big growth company of 22.7% average annual growth for the next three to five years. Anything growing over 15% I think is it's considered a high growth so this is doing 22.7. Unfortunately if we take a look at uh, um, non-GAAP on GAAP earnings this is not expected to be profitable until the end of 2023. I also wanted to take a look at some other past of their past historical numbers to see how things are improving the first thing i'm seeing is they have great margins right gross margins of about high 50 per, high percent it's maybe about 55 percent but what i'm what i'm not too much of a fan is this negative profit margins right they are if we take a look at gap earnings per share profit margins are pretty weak but we did see that this company had plenty of cash so when the company has it if a company is not profitable right now i tend to be a lot stricter on their balance sheet and we saw they had a very very strong balance sheet i also wanted to take a look at past growth for for revenue in 2019 willow grew its revenue 74 percent in 2018 it was about 60 percent and in 2017 it was a little bit over 40 percent so it's definitely a huge growth company in both the past and is expected to continue to be a heavy growth company in the future So I also wanted to take a quick look at their cash flow margins. Operating cash flow margins are improving over time, but they are pretty much volatile. They do have negative free cash flow margins right now. But again, we're seeing kind of an uptrend. That's to be expected as the company becomes more profitable. But at least operating cash flow, operating cash flow margins are positive and they tend to be positive for most of the time now let's take a quick look at their valuation right now this is not a company you take a look at forward p e ratio and i think that's something i i, I a lot of people don't seem to grasp there's a proper time to use PE ratios there's a proper time to use price to sales ratio a forward p e ratio would make no sense using a valuation to to consider the valuation of the company for this one it's definitely more reasonable to use a forward price to sales ratio forward price ratio with this drop is probably now closer to 20 for the end of 2021 this is definitely not horrible with the overall with the overall way the market is valued right now it's pretty much in line with with what other companies are seeing right now so right now for me twillow is definitely in a position where it's not bad to either start a small entry position or to add a small position to a position one already has just to increase overall exposure and for me twillow i don't know if you guys follow my tier ratings twillow is one that i would put in my tier two or it's definitely a tier three stock for me or it can actually be a tier two stock i don't think i can ever see it as a tier one and with twillow having a market cap about 44 billion dollars right now in the market it's in in the type of way the the overall technology is moving i do see this as being a potential two three bagger in the upcoming three to five years the second company we're going to take a look at is Check. this is ticker chgg to all my podcast listeners right now sitting at 82 dollars and 77 and 70 cents after hours after reporting earnings this is down about four to five percent market cap right now is probably closer to 10 billion dollars after that decrease in valuation after hours Year-to-date returns are 115%. So again, congratulations to all you long-term holders. It's, it's definitely been a crazy ride for check. It is down about 4% from its all-time high of the year. So it's not too far behind. So let's take a quick look at what Check does. So Check has two products. The first product is their check Services. Here, they, it's pretty much like a subscription base where you get like check Study, check Writing, check Math Solvers, and check Tutors then they have required materials this is their second product and this is when they rent or sell textbooks or ebooks we're going to see the biggest portion of this company's revenue comes from the check services they get a small portion from required materials so let's take a quick look at their quarter three highlights so quarter three non-GAAP earnings per share were $0. 17 cents this actually beat expectation by about $0. seven cents so very similar to will this is a profitable when we're taking a look at non gaap But it's not profitable when we look at gap earnings. Gap earnings were negative 29 cents for the quarter and it missed by 9 cents. Revenue this year this quarter was 154 million dollars, and that's up 64% compared to same time last year. Their check services, which what I mentioned was this portion right here, grew about grew to 3.7 million subscribers and is up 69% compared to same time last year. They also gave us guidance for this upcoming quarter. So for quarter four of 2020, they're seeing growth of to uh, they're seeing revenue of 188 million to 190 million. This is a big jump compared to quarter three. They're seeing check services revenue to be 162 million to 164 million. Out of that 188 million, and we can see this quarter it was 118 million. 119 million dollars came from check services. The rest came from um, from textbooks. Gross margins are expected to be somewhere between 72 73%, where gross margins this quarter were 60%. Adjusted earnings before all those expenses are expected to be 82 million to 84 million. So we can see they're also giving a full year guidance for 2020, and that's obviously to be expected now that they finish quarter three and they only have one quarter left. It's very easy for them to kind of give guidance. So for total revenue, they expect to be six hundred and twenty-six million dollars of revenue. Out of that six hundred and twenty-six, about five hundred and seven coming from check services. They expect gross margins sixty-eight to sixty-nine percent, and adjusted earnings before all that to be two hundred and one million to two hundred and three million. They actually also give guidance for the upcoming year of twenty twenty-one total revenue 775 million they're seeing about 29 percent year-over-year growth this is still a crazy growth company gross margins of about 70 percent. that's kind of what we're seeing with the company right now adjusted earnings to be 260 million a lot better than what they're giving for 2020 so all these numbers are better than that what they than what they expect for 2020 and that's what should happen right you're supposed to be growing as the years progress so now I wanted to take a quick look at their balance sheet. So inc- they have seen a huge increase of cash of about $500 million compared to, same- compared to the beginning of the year. They also see a long-term investment increased by about $200 million. So total assets increased by about $800 million compared to the beginning of the year. Most of it coming from that jump in cash and cash equivalents and some of it coming from that long-term investment now if we take a look at their total liabilities their total liabilities have increased by about 700 million so that's not something i like to see their their total assets are increasing by almost a one-to-one ratio Um, but most of it is actually coming from convertible senior notes so like we took a look at twillow right twillow decided to raise to raise cash by offering new shares Chegg is also raising cash but they're doing it in a different way they're using senior notes so this is a form of debt this is a form of loan that they're doing and that actually increased by about 600 million compared to the beginning of the year. This is the main reason they they have increased that cash position. They do have an increase of deferred revenue and this is actually even though it's in the liabilities it's a great thing to see mainly in a company that does subscription it means that subscription is increasing over time. So that's definitely a good thing to see with that deferred revenue. Going up. Next, I want to take a quick look at their cash flow statement. Net cash flow provided by operating activities increased almost double compared to the um, same time last year. Like I mentioned, they are seeing very similar to Twillow. They are seeing huge cash coming in from net cash provided by financing activities, except they don't do it as offerings. They do it more as senior notes. And right here, I'm just showing you guys this first nine months of 2020, they did about $984 million through senior notes same time last year they did about 780 million so this is something they do very often it seems now i want to take a look at their past numbers let's take a look at gross margins gross margins for these companies actually pretty impressive sitting over 70 percent almost close to 70 percent that's something I, I, i'm very excited to see they are almost gap profitable we can see they they are almost reaching that gap profitability to be a turnaround story for a check in the upcoming future. In the past they have seen crazy growth we can see in, tw- in this they grew about 63 percent this quarter the last quarter they grew over 60 percent the quarter before that they grew about 30 percent and the quarter before that they grew its revenue about 30 percent compared to the same time last year this has definitely been a crazy growth stock in the past four quarters now they are also expected to continue that growth they are a big growth company expecting 17.3% average annual growth for the next three to five years. Like I mentioned, anything growing over 15%, I believe, is considered a, a very high growth stock. They are also expected to be profitable, gap profitable, by the end of this year. And that's something I'm very excited to see. Here in the past few years, a quick look at their cash flow margins. Operating cash flow margins are increasing. Great news free cash flow margins are positive and increasing. Now let's take a quick look at their valuation. Again, this is not one I wanna look at forward PE ratio because look at this, forward PE ratios are decreasing dramatically over the years. So that means that this company is expected to be profitable and increase those earnings fast. Again, I'm gonna look more at the price to sales ratio. Price to sales ratio for 2021 is 14.2. It might be closer to 14 now with with the drop. This is actually pretty good, in my opinion, for a company that has very high that has a very high gross margins. We saw seventy percent. That's something we normally see in software stocks, um, and it's also expected to be profitable. Unfortunately, it's not as fast grower as Twilio, so I do believe that's a major reason why this is dropping a, a, a bit. It has a lower forward price to sales ratio because it doesn't have that similar. It doesn't have that similar. Type of growth that twillow is seeing and twillow also has a better balance sheet in my opinion but this one already has operating cash flow margins that are positive positive and free cash flow margins that are positive so it doesn't need to have that strong of a balance sheet like one that has negative that has those margins negative so twillow um check i would put it very similar to twillow check to me would probably only be a tier three stock it's just not a market i'm too too excited to own but i do believe it's a position that and beat overall market so i would put it in tier 3 stock and these tiers that don't mean much except just the position size that they would be in my portfolio they all are are companies that i believe will beat the overall market so check would be one that again wouldn't mind starting a small position or wouldn't mind adding small position to it to increase my overall exposure So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, if you do, make sure to hit the thumbs up. It helps the channel out so much. And let me know in the comments, did you guys like any of them? If so, which one did you prefer?